Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hi, loves. Welcome to episode seven, Forgiveness Without an Apology. I'm sorry, but the actress within just needs to give a really dramatic delivery because these are really dramatic titles. Forgiveness Without an Apology. You know what I love about me? (laughs) Yeah, I just said it. You know what I love about me, Mary Claire Byrne, is that I am honest as you know what? I'm a really honest person about my life and I am a life coach and I'm doing the work on myself, but I also fully embrace the flawed human that I am. I'm always super honest with my clients and self-owned with like, Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, I have not perfected this, but let's do the work on it. For a long time, I had clients telling me I was emotionally eating. I drank more than what I wanted to drink. And now, by the time this episode is released, I will be on day 28 of clean eating, no drinking. And I'm about to embark on a journey as a moderate drinker. And some people are like, ooh, good luck with that. That's going to be hard. There might be some uncomfortable moments, but my brain, my mind is so committed to this new way of living. I'm so excited about it because I just feel like a million bucks and I 100% know that I can fully coach people on healing their relationship with food and alcohol. Totally can. Whereas before I would have to say, Hey, I want to let you know, like you're using this to numb out. I have a tendency to do this too, because I just want to be as transparent with you guys and my clients and my loved ones and myself. Uh, Uh, But when it comes to forgiveness without an apology, why do an episode if I have not, quote unquote, mastered this particular thing? I want to talk about it because I think in a lot of ways I've come really far. As a kid, I was a fighter. I loved to be confrontational with people, point fingers, blame, fight, accuse, be the victim, hold grudges. And that continued on into my teenage years, into my 20s. I had a lot of friends, but I definitely was dramatic and picked dramatic fights. And I have done a lot of work on that. I don't fight with friends anymore. Um, have friendships fizzled? Absolutely. People grow apart. I don't, I don't feel like someone needs to apologize to me at this point in time, whether they have or they haven't. I think for the most part, well, that's actually not true. And that's what we're going to get to. Have I apologized to everyone for my shortcomings towards them? Ah, I'm already getting to the spoiler alert, but ultimately (laughs) that is my work is that I think that there are some areas where I have not fully taken responsibility in my own life. I like to think that I have taken a lot of responsibility and apologize for a lot of things. And I definitely think in my close relationships, I know my my bestie Heather will say, yeah, that delivery, your tone there just like really sucked. And I'm like, you know what? It did. I'm sorry. And there are other times where I'm like, yeah, well, it pissed me off and I'm going to own this fiery aspect of me right now in this moment. But I really do catch myself and I try to be as, as self-aware as possible and take responsibility for that and be sensitive to how my tone or my feistiness can land on someone. 
So forgiving people without an apology has definitely been a journey for me, but for, I can say everyone in my life, I feel pretty clear and at peace, whether they're in it currently or not, except for one person. Guess who? Revert back to episode five, my heartbreak story. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm by no means sitting here eight years later, waking up every day thinking about this person and going, he still hasn't apologized. It's not like that. But because I just started this podcast and that whole experience has inspired me to do what I do, which is being a heartbreak coach, he's been a main topic of conversation in these episodes and will continue to be because I want to share my personal experience and how I moved through it and what not to do for you guys, right? And Here I am eight years later, recently in the last two years, discovering that his antics um, have continued because I'm now privy to information where his lies continue, his smear campaigning continues, and it is greatly affecting the life of someone who I know and care about. So that's the struggle for me. That's where the struggle for forgiving without an apology or forgiving someone who's continuing the antics. But you guys, revert back to episode one. My lack of forgiveness is a choice. So, so many times I have clients coming to me being like, can you believe he said that? Can you believe he did that? No, but Claire, really, he totally cheated and lied and then like denied it and then called me crazy to my best friend and he made up this lie about me. And yeah, hell no, I'm not in a place to forgive, right? And I'm sure some of you listening would be like, Claire, I wouldn't forgive either. Or Claire, I heard your heartbreak story. I wouldn't forgive either. I can honestly say forgiveness without an apology towards me for that time, I have done a lot of work on. And forgiveness is not about condoning the behavior, you guys. This is not saying it's totally okay what you did. It's totally okay that you lied and cheated and then psychologically and emotionally abused me and gaslit me and manipulated me and then lied about me to all these people. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there was a greater lesson for me and I leaned into the lesson and am now doing what I do because of that experience. And I truly thank him for that. This is not something where I'm knocking on his door to be like, thank you so much. Love, hugs and kisses. But really, I do from afar. Thank him. Hell, who knows if he's listening? I thank you, dude. Because I am living a great life because of that experience. And I grew an F ton because of that experience. I think the struggle is just what is continuing to occur. And I would just hope, knowing what I know about his life now that where he's at, he wouldn't need to continue to uh, tear down someone else with lies when there's just so much evidence and proof that his lies are lies. <laughs> so that is the struggle for me. But here's what I want to say and really hit home on. I am struggling because I choose to struggle. And I want to talk about this because I think this is something that I could continue to work on. And I have done so much 
shadow work, which my friend Bridget Fonger talks about in her book, Superhero of Love. And I've done so much thought work with Byron Katie. Shadow work is something that Debbie Ford, who wrote The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, I'll put that in the show notes along with Bridget's book, where you really need to do the work to uncover the judgment that you have against the other person person, and own that you might be the liar too. You might be the cheater too, which I really struggled with at the time. And I talk about that in the first episode when Byron Katie's Loving What Is was presented to me. Also, I'll put that in the show notes where I was really struggling to own my part and really explore how I too was a cheater in that relationship. Even if I didn't go astray and sleep with someone else, I was cheating on myself because I wasn't living a life that I wanted to live with this struggling artist. And he called me out on that and said, you talk about this life and I want this life with you, but I'm never going to have that life with you until I make it. And I don't know how long that's going to be. And I don't think you're really okay with that. And I'd be like, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I totally was not okay with it. But revert back to episode six, reckless infatuation. I was so recklessly in love with him. I told you guys, I saw underwear that wasn't mine, multiple pairs. He got a dog with another woman that he totally denied. And now it's totally true. And there's proof out there that he totally did. And he, um, what else did he do? I found disgusting emails with another woman during our time together. And I stayed because I was so desperate to have that love that he gave me that made me think that I was the sun, the moon, and the stars because of what he thought of me. And it's so freaking awesome and freeing guys, because I think I'm the sun, the moon, and the stars without any dude in my life. (laughs) It's amazing. And if you think that that's cocky or you're uncomfortable with that, I would love for you to do thought work on that. What makes you uncomfortable hearing me say, I'm the sun, the moon, and the stars. I think I'm the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I say this because I was so sick of not loving myself by the time I hit my early 30s and attracting men to show me how much I didn't love myself. So I was so committed to this work. And I recently I talked to someone who said, yeah, no, I'm, I would rather just give love to other people. I don't want to give love to myself. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry because the one person that I 100% am going to be with for the rest of my life, no matter what is myself. So I will always come first and I will always have to fill my cup before I can fill my loved one's cup, my significant other's cup, or my client's cup. If my cup isn't full, I can't fill someone else's. So yeah, I was giving him the power to make me feel like I was the sun, the moon, the stars. And when that was gone, or I had the fear of losing that, despite the multiple pairs of underwear and all the other things, I was so desperate for that feeling. And it really can feel like that drug that high. So who is someone in your life that you are not forgiving? And maybe that person apologized. Maybe that person had an affair and he or she is fighting for the relationship to work and you just can't get past it. Know that it is not the affair that is causing you to feel that way. Know that it is not the other person that is causing you to feel that way. It is your thoughts. Do you want to fight for that relationship? Do you want to cultivate just inner peace, whether that person stays or goes? That is your work. And I am truly owning right now because of my new information, which again, I am blaming outside information that I know of and creating thoughts about that information that make me go, dude, when's it going to stop? This is not okay. This lights up a fire in my belly as I say it, but this is going to be my continued work. 
The circumstance is rock bottom X. My thought is he needs to stop his antics, own the truth of who he really is, and make what's wrong right. Those are my three thoughts. That thought makes me feel angry, anxious, pissed off, frustrated. And then my action is to have a block in my body, an emotional block in my body, a harbored resentment in my body. And the result is he's not going to change. The result is I carry that block in my body all the time. Now, do I think that this is something I'm consciously carrying around and popping off on? No, I'm sharing this because this podcast newsflash is called how to stop wanting him back a podcast on getting over your ex and into yourself. Right? So it is about how do you keep moving forward? And so it's interesting to keep talking about him once a week because it's now been eight years and I, I, rarely even talk about him. And so it's been interesting to have him back in my psyche and to be learning information that he is continuing to do what he does very well, which is lie and go out of his way to, I'm going to say it, destroy other people's lives as long as his image and his way is working for him. And that continues to be a struggle. Bridget Fonger talked about in her book, Superhero of Love, about not owning the liar within herself when she experienced uh, being in love with someone for two years who lied to her from the beginning. And she did a lot of shadow work from Debbie Ford, where um, she really investigated, where am I not owning the liar within myself? And she uncovered a childhood memory where she lied about eating all the Halloween candy and her mom canceled the Halloween party and she carried so much shame that she was this bad person for being a liar. And she really realized she attracted that liar in her life to heal her past shame about her own liar within. Heavy, deep shit, you guys, right? And so I had the honor of moderating a book talk at the last bookstore in LA last week and interviewed uh, Bridget. And she also brought up our president. There are a lot of people who consider our president a bully, right? And we get real fired up and have lots of high opinions or strong opinions about how he should not be our president and he is a bully and I would never do that. But where's the bully within you? I could totally totally pick up bullying uh, vibes within myself that I could do a little bit of work on for sure. So if you are struggling to forgive, whether you have the apology or you don't have the apology, know that it is your choice. And if you are really ready to shift out of it, I'm, I, I can honestly say I'm owning that I am not in a space of forgiveness for what is continuing to be done by my rock bottom ex to someone else. I'm owning that and I'm going to sit with that, but I am never saying it's because of him. It's because of my mind. And so if you're struggling because you want to forgive someone, you want to give someone a second chance, you want to move through that, you get to do that with this work. If you want to, I'm owning, I don't want to right now. I'm not saying it's because of him that I can't. That's giving the power right? And I'm just going to be with that. And I'm going to own that. And when I move through that, I'm going to do another podcast episode on that where I can truly be in the same room as that person. I can't get into too much detail, but for the first time in eight years, I was in the same room as him uh, last year. 
And I had a major trauma response in my body afterwards. And people said to me, are you sure you're ready to be in the same room as him? And I was like, guys, are you kidding me? It's been eight years. It's totally fine. And my body went into major trauma response. And I was hysterical when I left being in the same room as him. And I was so surprised by that because trauma is real. And even though I've done a lot of work in therapy and a lot of thought work and all of that, it can creep up in sneaky ways. And that was something that I was not prepared for. I don't blame him being in the same room as me for that trauma response. It was my thoughts about seeing him again that created that trauma response. And if I was to be in the same room as him again, I would have done a lot more preparation with my mind. I just didn't think it was going to be an issue. I'm not afraid to be in the same room as him again. I'm not afraid to have a trauma response in my body because I am all about leaning into every single emotion that my body is capable of feeling. So not easy work, you guys, not linear work, not simple one plus one equals two work, but I know it's totally possible for me to be in full forgiveness of that person. And I will continue to do that work. And I highly encourage you to do that work for yourself. This is not condoning behavior. This is not justifying any behavior. This is freeing yourself up so that you're not carrying that shit. I firmly believe, and science has absolutely proven that when we carry emotional trauma or old resentments or painful stories, believe a story where we're not loving on ourselves, that manifests into disease for sure. So this work is life-changing, life-saving, so well worth it. I am not perfect at it, but I love being a work in progress. I love being super honest and vulnerable with you guys. I'm not going to lie. There's a there's the um, perfectionist life coach in me that wants to say, I've done this. I've mastered this. This is how you do it, you guys. And I haven't in this particular situation, but I can say I have in every other situation. And it's making me think of, hmm, am I, have I really figured, forgiven that other person? That th- this is inspiring me to do some more cleaning up with my relationships because we as humans are always going to carry automatic resentments or negative thoughts about people, even people who we love. So if there's more cleaning up to do, I'm willing to do it because I just want to live my best life. And I want to also own my own choices and own my thoughts, whether they are negative or whether they are positive. And I want to offer that to you guys and remind you that you are in control of your mind. You get to manage your mind. You get to decide how you want to view a situation. And if you are trapped in a victim story, or if you are riddled with anger or resentment, or you can't get past, or you're finding yourself obsessing over someone else and and how he operates in the world and giving him all this energy and effort and attention, then I hope you will reach out to me. There's information at the end of this podcast and we can work through it because yes, I'm admitting right here, right now that I can't say that this person is fully forgiven, but this is not something that consumes me every day. This is something that I just want to be honest and real about with you guys in this particular conversation. But forgiveness is possible. Healing is so possible. And I can truly, truly say that I would never change that experience. 
I would never take that back. And there was a long time where I would read books where people said, my lowest point, um, I'm so grateful for. And I remember at my lowest point reading that being like, I will never be grateful. I will never be grateful for this experience. No, I wouldn't wish this experience on anyone. And now I, I wouldn't wish the experience on anyone, but I am so grateful it happened because I have so much to share on what not to do. And I'm so proud of myself. I'm going to love on myself and say that I'm so proud of myself that I'm so open with you guys about it and open with my clients about it because I think that so many people carry shame around their heartbreak and shame for staying in abusive relationships. And it doesn't have to be that way. So I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know your thoughts. Are you harboring a resentment right now towards someone? Are you willing to clean it up? Can we do this together? Please message me. You can email me at clareyourmindcoaching at gmail.com. And just thank you so much again for listening, you guys, and supporting me and holding the space for me to be as authentic and honest as vul- and vulnerable as I can be with you. And I hope that you will do the same with me and reach out and share your thoughts and know that forgiveness and peace is 100% possible with your mind. So much love. Until next time. Bye. My love. Are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.